What's up, everyone? Welcome to the backdoor cover on the IB Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Keith Fleming. I am back from the dead after having the flu. Sorry, I missed a week because of that. And I just didn't want to talk to Alan last week. So that's why I missed consecutive weeks. But I am back with the gambling guru, the man. Alan, where are we at right now in our super contest? And I love how it's our super contest now. I'm 67%, but I'm only number number 34. We are 34. So very well. I appreciate that. Uh, Out of of 10,000 people, that's not bad. Quit being fucking modest. Yeah, 34 out of 10,000 is not bad. It's not. Uh, But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get a get a hot week this week. So I need it. (laughs) It's coming. I got a good feeling. Um, if we need any further proof that the NFL hates fantasy, six teams on a bye, and what is in a majority of leagues the last season, or excuse me, the last week of the regular season. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. It's also pretty annoying. Um, like, I feel like a part of me is probably going to be grateful that I got an extra week to to play on the Super Contest. But another part of me is like, it really throws everything off that extra week, man. And then even like you're saying, for fantasy implications, like, it's just like, what is this? How about on our confidence sheet, right? Me and Alan Buff do a 1 to 16 points. You pick all 16 games. Well, during buys... They put college games up there. Well, yeah, there's no college games. Yeah, there's only one. So he literally, I just want to know if there's any morons who did not take 16 and 15 points for the free points on there. You saw that, right? Where he had. Oh, no. Nah, I, um, I actually, I told him I was backing out uh, because I hadn't been able to do the last couple of sheets. I was so far behind, I couldn't catch up anyway. But um, so there's actually free points. That's pretty Yeah, awesome. it says free points. Uh, so I just, I wonder if there's going to be people that don't put 16 and 15 on them. Uh, I hope so. So I can make fun of them <laughs> endlessly, but let's get into week 14. Wait, before we, before we yeah, start, go ahead. disclaimer real quick, uh, cause, um, this came from a lot of posts about the, um, the Buck Saints game. Um, so there's gambling and then there's like football. Okay. They're not always the same. Um, case in point. People think a game is rigged when a certain team um, wins based on where they're, they're gambling. So there's so many people online, friends and uh, friends of friends, who are calling the, the Buccaneers win rigged. Oh, the NFL is so rigged. Mind you, 87% of the bets, like the money placed on the bets, were on the Saints. So if the Saints cover... Vegas sports books don't really get they don't get paid off of that. They get paid when the things that are not supposed to happen happen. And while the Bucks winning, um, given the circumstances, might have had some folks doing live bets in the grand scheme of things. If you played it before the snap of the ball and majority of people did and the majority of people bet on the Saints and the Saints did cover, that's not rigged. I just want to clarify that what happened in that game was. What we've seen all year and I've been complaining about all year is stupid coaching. Yeah, yeah, punt on fourth and one. It's a 35-yard switch. You you essentially just conceded 35 yards, but you're going against a guy who for the last 20 plus years 
has done this over and over. As a Falcons fan, I'll tell you, he can come back from big, big leads. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, I, I, when he punted, I was like, how many times do we have to see this this happen? And the crazy part about it was they scored, a penalty happened, and then they'd go back, and they had, like, 11 seconds to run three plays, and they still scored again. It's inevitable. So uh, just my little beginning rant, that doesn't make a game rigged, okay? Like, when the, the team that has the most money put on it covers that's not rigged i just want to clarify that these conspiracy people really crack me up i mean let's let's look at in the grand scheme of things like the government for instance and i always love these government conspiracies they can't even figure out how to do anything right and they think they're going to be able to come up with these grand schemes against people uh the nfl has proven they're not very smart with a lot of decisions they make i promise you they're not good enough. Now, if you want to say a rogue referee or something, okay, I'll listen to that maybe here and there. But, uh, no, nah, it's just the Saints fucked up, and Tom Brady is freaking Tom Brady. As a Falcons fan, it sucks. You're just you're – just, I mean, that – you know, at least we took our loss without going. It was rigged. Um, and that was in the Super Bowl. All right. Yeah. Week 14. God, these Thursday games are just awful. The all of a sudden hot Las Vegas Raiders, five and seven, going to the L.A. Rams, who just signed Baker Mayfield. Uh, but it's going to be either Walford or Perkins in this game. The Raiders, six and a half. It's scary, but man, from what I've seen from the Rams offense, still no Aaron Donald. This is not a game that I'd want to bet, but I'd have to take the Raiders right now. They've been getting consistent pressure. The Rams have given up 17 sacks in their last four games. The Raiders have had 11 sacks in their last three. And Adams and Jacobs are cooking right now. I actually think the Raiders smoke the Rams uh, and they cover. I don't know if the Raiders are capable of smoking somebody. But if they, if the ball's getting turned over by the Rams, then it's possible. Um, yeah, obviously would be a no bet. But for the mm-hmm. sake of the show, uh, we make a pick. I don't typically want to back a um a road favorite like this high especially on the thursday night so i'll be contrarian and and go with the uh rams somehow covering um do you think baker starts a game this year for the rams oh probably sure but he sucks man (laughs) he's he's a waste of time i don't know why they picked him up i mean you're not gonna you're not like, why are you even attempting to look like you want to be competitive? And if you want to be competitive, you're better off with what you got right now than Baker. Baker is washed, man. He needs a a full reset uh, offseason with with the quarterback guru, whisperer, somebody. Is that, that maybe, though, what's happening? Is maybe the Rams are thinking, we sign him. If he shows us anything and he's okay with being a backup, Stafford's probably got one, two years max. We sign him to be our backup and try to develop him to be the next quarterback. Is that I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely nothing wrong with them taking a flyer on him because because he needs the Rams more than the Rams need him. Absolutely. So so it's it's uh, it's no risk involved for them. They're not fully invested. But if it turns out that you can turn him around and make him somewhat usable, then you come off uh, looking even better because you got this this low risk. Uh, potentially high reward, but like I mean, is is it would have to be a miracle at this point. Like we, there's so many, so much history of guys coming into the league uh, as top picks and just getting ate up by 
the game that is the NFL, and I feel like Baker's one of those guys. All right, I, I do want to say for six teams on the bye, this is a great week of matchups. There's yeah, four or five really good games this week. Let's start with Sunday at 1 o'clock, the Jets going to the Bills. The Bills, nine-and-a-half-points favorites. Uh, Mike White, who I know you've been high on. Mike, I have Mike, as well. Daily Fantasy, been, been banging that drum the last two weeks. That's worked out really well for me. Uh, I just – I don't see the Bills cover nine and a half of what I've seen out of them lately. The Von Miller, you know, injury is huge. Uh, that really hurts their pass rush. And the Jets proved last week they're frisky. Their defense is good, too. They slowed down this Bills offense in the first matchup. That's a lot of points. Obviously, I would probably – ah, hell, I'd leave it at nine and a half. I'm not buying up to get to ten because it would probably end up being a fucking push anyway. Um, but I, I do. I like the Jets to go in and cover. The Jets are frisky, man. They proved it again last week. That was a great comeback against a team I know nobody really believes in, but I uh, was really impressed. I couldn't believe that they didn't get in the end zone at the end there. Uh, let's see. Current trend, cover, no cover, cover, no cover, cover, no cover. Last week they didn't cover, so I'm expecting a cover. <laughs> Love it. Oh, but uh, Jets um, – Jets didn't quit last week, and that was that was a very positive, um, all things considered. Uh, familiarity with the with the Bills, um, matchup probably better than most teams in that division versus the Bills. Uh, Bills still are unable to really formulate a, a running game, uh, which would help the Jets if they can get their running game going. Um, and then just hope Mike White just doesn't turn the ball over too much, which. You know, I, I keep saying things like that, but that does matter. I mean, if you got oh, yeah. a quarterback that that is with a good defense and doesn't turn the ball over, you're gonna you're typically gonna cover these uh, big spreads. Uh, the last you're time, impressive. He threw it 50 times last week and only turned it over once. Yeah, I am actually impressed by that. But but then again, the Vikings defense isn't what it used to be either. I'm but just saying, you throw it 50 times. There's so you know, kick can, passes, all kinds from, of shit can happen. He comes from a system where he threw the ball a, a, a hundred times a game. <laughs> like he basically an air raid quarterback. So I'm not like those guys. They they have the longevity in the arm. So I'm not super uh, like impressed with anything. Like again, scouted him when he came out of college. Felt like he was capable. I'm happy to see him get a chance, and um, I know he's new to most people, not saying he's going to be the next Tom Brady, obviously, but I, I really feel like he could be a solid starter, contributor in the NFL with the right team, and it looks like the Jets are committed to to seeing this through at least to the end of the year. Uh, tidbit, let's see, we got a 10.5 and a 9.5 um, spreads, but they were road uh, games for the um, Bills. They did not cover uh, the largest home spread they've had in the last month-ish looks like that Browns game at eight, and they pushed. So I'm I'm the on. The game was in Detroit, though. The Browns game. Oh yeah, they did go to Detroit, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. All right. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure. No, no, no. That no that's, was weird. That's good to to remind me that because I completely forgot about that. But either way, I think uh, I think they're just not a team that's covering right now. Um, they're winning games, but they're not covering and division games. Uh, of teams right. that you can make a case are more evenly matched in areas than people want to anticipate. You want to take as many points as you can. So I got them in my super contest at the Jets plus nine and a half, hoping that it goes to 10 just because you can get a push out of that. But if not, it's fine. Uh, I think nine and a half is good. We see a game 
if they lose somewhere between uh, that six to eight range, I think. Again, they covered last time with Zach Wilson at QB. So they should feel pretty good about covering, I think, actually a smaller number with Mike White. Uh, the Browns going to the Bengals, man, Deshaun Watson. Yikes. Did not look great last week. The Bengals are all of a sudden, I think, a Super Bowl contender, like a legit Super Bowl contender. I know they have some issues still on defense, but Joe Burrow, like last week, was the most impressive 290-yard performance I've seen in a long time. He just did a lot like what he did in the playoffs, where he just moved the ball, moved the chain, scored touchdowns, you know. Um, having said all that, six points is a lot, man. Uh, I, I don't like that. This is another game that I'd probably stay away, but if you're making me make a pick, I'm going to take the points because we, we've been talking about this year. Games are so close this year in the NFL. I don't think there's that big of a, a disparity in the Browns and Bengals, so I'm going to take the Browns to cover. I'm, I have the Browns in my Super Contest. But it's more of a watch and wait. Kind of want to see what this line does. I think six is a is a healthy number. Deshaun Watson's still capable. Yeah, that no, last, for sure. Last week was 100% rust. Uh, we've already seen what they can do with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback and 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 um, how they match up against this Bengals offense. Um, hoping that for me uh, we get a little bit of a hangover because that Chiefs game was a big win for the Bengals. Something that they were really looking forward to, and then you got to turn around and. And come back up to that high again for a division game against a team that more or less like you got the revenge angle, but honestly, like you're you're sitting kind of fat at eight and four. You won like six games in a row, uh, and you just beat the Chiefs again. Like you know, I, I expect there to be at least a slow start from the Bengals. I would anticipate, um, and I think the Browns make it ugly again, um, and we hopefully get a cover. They just keep it close if. If Watson can find just three thirds or three fourths of what he used to be, um, you know, this will be a very competitive game. Um, and I, I want to see if this Bengals offensive line is truly. Yep. No, this will be a good test. Yeah. They got murdered in the first matchup. Like yeah. the Browns were all. Now, granted, they were in passing situations basically from the rip, but I, I'm with you. They We still got to see can they hold up. Uh, I, I mentioned there's a lot of good games. This is not one. The Texans going to Dallas. Dallas is given 16 and a half. Normally, I would say to never give that many points. Dallas has won three of their last five games by 20 points or more. Uh, this defense versus that offense with Kyle Allen, I'll take the Cowboys. Uh just so many points i'll just stick to the traditional aspect that that's just too many points for an nfl game and the texans still have some pride and this is an in-state thing for them uh franchise wise player wise i'm sure they hate seeing all the dallas love which is right i mean dallas is the more established team but i feel like you'll get a lot of fight out of them kyle definitely sucks and it's going to be hard to to say once again if he doesn't turn the bowl over because there's going to be turnovers but um you know, just hope for a backdoor cover is, is what I was thinking. But again, another game on the slate that if, you know, if we were really being serious, I wouldn't, yeah, play I, it at I, all. I wouldn't touch it. But I, it is impressive. See, Dallas has won three out of the last five by 20 points or more against teams that are honestly better than the Texans. Uh, a game I'm really excited for Vikings at the Lions. 
me and you both have been saying all season the Vikings are they're, they're the Green Bay Packers of the last couple of years. Is that fair to say? Remember how the Packers the last couple of years, me and you both were on the train of yeah, they keep winning games, but they're just not that good. Yeah, man, like um it but this game, like I saw the line and I was like it it's always painful when Vegas catches up because you just you just want to see that that Lions plus three so right. bad. Oh, man. yeah. Because oh, yeah. you, you're typically getting points in this situation. But Vegas is like, hell nah. We we thought the Vikings won't go cover last week. That's why we had it at three. They've still almost messed that they up. They had a 20-point uh, lead, uh, and they uh, still uh, struggled to cover uh, it. And, and I know Ronnie hates it, and a lot of people hate it. But but like Fesnick said, this has got to be the luckiest fucking team in, in NFL history. I have followed the Vikings probably the last – five or six games and i kid you not i don't know how they cover it it's unbelievable (laughs) it really is it's unbelievable just the the bills and the jets wins alone are i mean one in a million uh having said that give me the lions i like the lions and i know that's crazy to be giving points but deandre swift starting to get back you know what i mean we're seeing more of him obviously you got jamal williams who's running the ball well I think Jameson Williams is going to play a part in this game. They got DJ Shark back healthy. Jared Goff hasn't thrown a pick in four games. This is the Jared Goff that we saw earlier in the season when he looked really impressive. And I just, we'll see. I mean, it's weird. The Vikings first game versus the Lions, Justin Jefferson was shut down more than he's been all season. He had 40 yards. Uh, I think Cousins had like 220 and a touchdown. They squeaked that game out. Shocker as well. Uh, I'm going to take the Lions. So um, let me try to formulate an argument. Be a little little bit of a nerd. Um, when did, when did uh, Jared Goff get there? 2021? Yeah, last year. All right. So that means that O'Connell's got a year of data on him because he was the offensive coordinator for the Rams in 2020 to 2021. Uh, so for, so at least a year data on Jared Goff, that might help him a little, because I say this all the time and people kind of chuckle at it, but it's true. He's R2D, no, no, C3PO is what I call him. He's a robot. He's on a script. He's like, even if he's not necessarily on a script that he very rarely does anything that's not probably pre-designed or thought about before the snap. He's just like, he's so easy to throw off his rhythm. Uh, it's a wonder that nobody's figured it out this year. And I, I don't know if maybe the Lions have figured out a way to make him comfortable, but I'm telling you right now, his entire career in St. Louis was like, or sorry, Los Angeles was like that. Like he was, he's a robot. I used to yeah. say it every week on the, on the Sundays. I'd be like, he's a fucking robot. He's a robot. Like he's going to do what the play is designed to do. And he doesn't, he doesn't vary off of that line. If he, has data on that i feel like they might game plan to be a little bit more disruptive but again they're just not they're not as good as their record which is wild to say their defense is not. terrible yeah like that and, against the past and awful. the lions defense has been playing really yep. well like man it's been impressive this this last this last uh month of play they gotta be a top five defense if they're not I'd be shocked. Like, and like I said, just in that small span, because at one point they were the worst defense in the league. And then they just kind of flipped the script and they, they've been competitive 
against like Josh Allen and 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 uh, Aaron Rodgers, even though you know he's not playing the they're best. They're good against Miami. Yeah, they're competitive against Tua. Like they've been competitive against some systems that to me have been much more prolific than the Vikings per se. So um, at at two and a half, I'm gonna do what I wrote up last week at minus two and a half. I'm more leaning to the Lions than I am the Vikings. If I could get over three. I would take the Vikings just because I'm still not convinced that the Lions are mistake-free enough to cover anything more than one score. And I've followed them most of the year, love them to death. Uh, you know that. I bet, I bet on them pretty regularly. Uh, I think there's only been two games that they've been favored where I where I jumped on it. That was early in the season against the Commanders. And then um, I think there was a game um, somebody came to uh, – oh, the Jags. Last week, which they started out one point dog against the Jags and then it flipped to minus one. But I got in at plus one. But I would have taken it anyway. That's why I gave some pause to the Vikings. It's a division game. But, man, they've been playing so good. It's hard. It's hard for me to fade them. Um, I will give also this one last caution. They're not in my super contest. And that's just because teams who have been bet heavily, uh, like where the public's on it almost over 85 percent or something like that have historically lost this year and that's why i put i took the Bengals money line last week and i won i said that on the podcast uh that they were like 85 percent of the money 85 percent of the bets were on the Bengals. i mean on the chiefs they were gonna lose i'm a little cautious that there's so much public love of the lions as well and that vegas is really throwing out one of those infamous trap lines so uh like i said if it goes to three and higher, give me the Vikings. If it stays at two and a half, lean to the Lions. All right. Next up, we got the Jaguars going to Tennessee. The Titans are four-point favorites. Both quarterbacks are right now questionable, both Lawrence and Tannehill. I think they're both expected to play. Um, I trust in Derrick Henry this time of year. Uh, I know the Titans may be without Traylon Burks, which that's not good. but uh, Henry hasn't had kind of the record he has against the Texans, but he has ran very well against the Jaguars as well. And for whatever reason, this Jacksonville team is totally different at home than they are on the road. They had that one really big upset win early in the season uh, versus the Chargers. But other than that, lost by six to the Washington Commanders, lost by eight to the Eagles, uh, lost by seven to the Colts. And then lost by 10 to the Chiefs. And then they got smoked by the Lions last week. Uh, if this game was at home, I would, you know, you flip it, obviously the points would be different. But I think Tennessee can easily cover that four points. I actually, that's one of my more, more confident bets this week. I just believe in this Titans team. They need to win, too. Um, all right. So I'm, I'm going to send this to my um, – to my boss's boss to listen to. So just going to let it pause for three seconds, give him a warning, turn the volume down before I say what I'm about to say. Fuck the Titans, man. I am not betting the Titans, man. They have burnt me two weeks in a row. They are on my shit list like the uh, Ravens earlier in the season when I got mad at them for not covering. I, I, I'm just, I'm just blown by the lack of effort that I say, or not even lack of effort, just, overall product that has come onto the field the last couple of weeks. I don't think they necessarily turn it around against you the You like them versus the Eagles last week? I missed that. I like them to cover. Ooh, 
Yeah. I, I was I was big time on the Eagles last yeah, year. I man. just felt I, like AJ Brown revenge game. I, man, I, I didn't even like, care about the revenge game factor. I just cared more about the c- controlling the game. Well, I'm talking about the Titans can't like they can't stop the pass, and that's why well, I, I just felt that. like it the wasn't Eagles even that. I thought them. they could they could make the game ugly. Right. Because they've got the they got a clock no, they managing yeah. style, and they just they did not manage the clock at all. Mm-hmm. Um. They're not so, getting sacks um, either, which is really hurting their defense. It's one yeah. thing if you can't stop the pass. It's another thing if you're not, you know, getting after the quarterback and you are terrible in coverage. I'm getting four points with an up-and-down team, and they just came from down, so I'm hoping that I get them on the upswing. Let me get my points with the uh, with the Jags. All right, another game I'm very interested to see. The Eagles going to the Giants. Philly is giving seven the Giants' home crowd has been great all year. The Eagles, you can run on. I think the Giants, that they all their games are close. If you're giving me seven points with the Giants at home, I'm going to take them, even against, I think, you know, arguably the best team in the league. I think they find a way to cover that. Um, these division games, man. I know. Eagles on the road, too, right? Yep. Right. I'm saying that that crowd's gonna be lit. Oh, oh, backtrack real quick. Jags are in my super contest. Sorry. Okay. Um, and and that's a game that might tentatively change, but I really do like that four spot. Uh, I mean, I can't. I at this point, I can't. I can't mess with the Eagles, man. Like, I can't be disrespectful two weeks in a row, especially after they just blew me. They burned me last week. Uh, but the Giants do be finding a way to just be tough. Every game's close. Opponents. Yeah, for their division opponents, they they find a way. Every to be game tough. is close. If I can get if I can get it over seven, let me let me lean to the Giants. <laughs> but, but I'm definitely not I'm definitely not putting money or, or fading the Eagles unless I got a gun to my head. Uh, anything under seven, I feel like they should cover. They they are a team that's clearly trending back up again. Um, and and showing people that they are in fact the best team in the NFL. Just to my point. Now, granted, it's eight points, but the Giants have ten games this season within eight point six, within uh, six or less. So they just they find a way to keep it close. This is to me. I don't know if this is Vegas or what, but the Ravens going to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is giving two and a half. I liked what I saw out of the Ravens last week with Tyler Huntley. I, I think people are not acting or not giving enough respect to the Denver Broncos defense. Granted, the offense is trash. Do not get me wrong. But the defense is really good. And I thought Tyler Huntley played well. And he's played well when he's relieved for Lamar in the past. And the Ravens D has played much better second half of the season. Um if it was them covering any points, I would be leery, but you're getting points with the Ravens. I'm taking them. Give me the Ravens getting two and a half. And I actually like that at the money line as well. Mm. I have the Steelers in my super contest now, but they're my only favorite. Um, and it's just because I liked it at two and a half. Um, I feel like this game's going to come down to a field goal. Um, so if I'm getting more than a field goal, I want to go with the Ravens. If I'm getting less than a field goal, I want to side with the Steelers. I personally like the um the trend the trend that I've seen in Pittsburgh as far as I think. Oh, they've been playing well. Yeah, I think they're a team that's been gradually getting better, uh, especially from the offensive side of the ball as this team has excelled 
uh, or sorry, start to excel in spots where previously they were struggling. Um, I think they can move the ball against this Ravens defense. Um, I think that uh, they'll be more explosive than this Ravens defense. And I think, you know, with all the data you got on Lamar and Huntley has played some games as well, I feel like they should be well prepared to to take on a, a team that, frankly, should not score more than 17 points against them. And if they can't score more than 17, I don't personally think they hold the Steelers under 20 at home. So that's why I'm going with the Steelers. I will say for DFS, I'm all over Mark Andrews this week. Tyler Huntley last year in the five games with Mark Andrews, he loves throwing to Mark Andrews. He averaged over 10 targets a game. I don't think he's seen 10 targets in a game with Lamar Jackson in his career. He saw it in four out of five uh, with Tyler Huntley last year. He saw seven uh, in just the three quarters that Huntley played this last week. He's going to be targeted early and often. Uh, the Chiefs going to Denver, pissed off. They're given nine and a half. I think it's too many points. Denver muddies things up. They play ugly football, and I think they find a way to backdoor cover. Uh, they end up covering their <laughs> number nine and a half. I know. Man, the only way they can cover a nine is if they score at least 17, and they can't do that. So you think the Chiefs are going to score 26 points on this this defense? I think they'll score 17 or more, and that's all they need. I don't think the Broncos go score more than seven. I'm not, but well, okay, that's <laughs> that's the only problem. It's, like, it's just when, when they're in Denver, all they got to do is really get to about the 45 yard line with their field goal it, kicker. He kicks 60 have, yarders left and right. I've watched the Broncos' offense on my lunch break the last two weeks. And even if I knew what their their offensive philosophy was, I don't think it would make any sense. This is by far the worst offense I have ever looked at in the last uh, I've been watching all 22s, I think, for six years now. And I've seen some really bad offenses. I've never seen such just dysfunction um, and just lack of trying to get the ball down the field. And then the times that they do try to get the ball down the field, so fucking predictable. It's like your philosophy for the last 40 minutes was to go side to side and, and backwards. And now you want to throw the ball down the field when you're down two scores? Well, duh, everybody's sitting deep. So um, I just worry. I, I don't want to play it. I just worry that the Broncos honestly can't score enough. Like you would truly have to say that they have to hold the uh, Chiefs under 17 for this not to be a cover. And you can make a valid argument because I don't think they've scored more than nine or ten. They, they've had nine games that the opponent has not scored more than 17 points. I heard a stat last week that um, the Broncos, I think, were one of the highest spreads. I think it was like over seven or something like that uh, last week. Uh, yeah, it was like eight and a half, almost ten, right? Mm-hmm. Did they cover? I believe they did. Are you doing? I mean, they were favored, or they were they were they, they were dogs. Last yeah, week. they they covered. Yeah, what was the score though? Ten nine. Ten nine against against who was the quarterback? Baltimore. Yeah, against their backup quarterback. Yeah, good luck with that, man. That's all I'm saying. Good luck with that. Don't disrespect the team or the Broncos. I'm, 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 I'm just saying, like, it's it's scary. Like, if you if you if you get in front of that. Like, if you're backing the Broncos here, you are a true gambler, and I applaud you because I can't do it. 
I'm just saying. I, I and and home field advantage is definitely good there. I that's what I'm saying. And again, the kicker, I just nine and a half is a lot of points for a defense. Again, that if he goes five for five, nine times teams have not scored more than seventeen points. If he score, if he goes five for five, they'll cover. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, <laughs> they don't cross me a field much, man. I know. That's all we were talking about on the red zone. You got to start going to the Broncos when they get like past the 35. And I'm talking yeah, about their own 35. It's, uh, yeah. it's bad. All right. Your boy, the the savior, what what are they calling him? Big Cock Brock? The uh, Buccaneers going to San Francisco. San Francisco minus three and a half. This to me is such a trap line because, you know, you look at this and you go, Tom Brady's getting three and a half points versus Brock. Man, no. have you seen this Bucks team? I don't. I don't say I that. Think, I look at it. I look at it and I say, hey, "Old man, Tom." Exactly. <laughs> this so, ain't the. Th- yeah, this ain't the Tom Brady. They lucky to get out of there with the win last I, week. I, I'm with you, but I'm saying that that is this is where Vegas gets people because you are. You're gonna look at that and your first glance is Brady's getting three and a half points versus a guy making his what first career start. But the Niners defense versus that Bucks offensive line, whew, I, I, I'm gladly giving the points there. I think the Niners actually roll the Bucks. The Bucks have had a really difficult time moving the ball against so-so defenses. The Niners have been one of the better defenses in the league the last month. Um, I really like the Niners in this spot. Um, we should be okay here. You know, you don't want to ever lay – Three and a half, if you can help it. Um, but I look at it like uh, this line's like this because not only do we have our our uh, Mister Relevant uh, Brock Purdy, but the run defense for the Bucks has kind of looked decent over the last couple of weeks, and um, that might create some problems where we need Brock to throw the ball. And with his ability being in question, I feel like three and a half is fair. Um, and so, you know, there will be plenty of people who are like, oh man, Tom Brady's getting three and a half, but this ain't Tom Brady with the Patriots. This ain't, uh, inflate gate and, and, uh, and the tuck rule Tom, this is, um, recently divorced Tom Brady. And so, um, keep that in mind as they're also traveling across to the West coast. Um, there's usually some, um, hangover because they, they just played on Monday. So you still have that lack of that extra day or that or you're missing that extra day of rest to get acclimated with the travel we saw how the dolphins did uh on their first west coast swing and we typically see that from teams that go east to west um sometimes west to east depending on where they go in between as far as games go that first leg is always tricky uh so i'm gonna lean to the niners i don't play a lot of niners games just because i i find that i don't enjoy the game um, when I when I bet on them. Um, so it's got to be something that I just think is absolutely ridiculous. Like last week with uh, Mike McDaniels coming in at three and a half. Shout out to Ian, who knew better than to say anything to me all week. Uh, he was very quiet. And I appreciate that because even he knew that that was just absolutely ridiculous. They were not when you're nobody who coached under Shanahan is beating Kyle Shanahan. I don't know how much more data you need to see that, but it just doesn't work. Well, they're also the one team in the league that could arguably play the zone. Versus that Dolphins offense. Because we know the offense. Because well, not only that, I'm offense. saying also, though, you have a linebacker yeah, who covers better Warner. than any. Yeah, Warner right. is pretty good in coverage, but still. Pretty I'm good. He's the, best, he's the best in football. That's what I'm saying. Like, if the Niners were not going to slow down an offense last week, 
literally nobody in the league can play zone. So, and, and to your point about Shannon, I get all that, but I'm just saying it was, I mean, it was just good to see. Because otherwise, it was like the Dolphins. You're gonna play man to them, or you know, you're fucked. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I was, oh, I was gonna say real quick yeah. about uh, Purdy. At one point, he was on Mel Kiper's big board. Uh, I, I want to say there was like, a, it was like Herbert's junior year. I honestly don't know what happened to him. Um, he really shouldn't have been Mr. Relevant. I don't care what anybody says. He, he got a scholarship offer from Nick Saban. Like once Bro, I heard that, he was, he I was, was like, wow. Yeah, he was like, he was good at one point or considered to he be was good. Mr. Football in whatever state he yeah, was in. Yeah, I got mean, so he, I, he I'm really good. shocked that he fell like to Mr. Relevant. But I mean, I feel like as far as backups go, he's more capable than what you would typically get in that position. So uh, more power to him. Again, there's not much difference between him and Jimmy. You'll yeah. see. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Uh, Panthers going to the Seahawks. Seahawks giving three and a half. Man, this game scares the crap out of me. Uh, normally, Seattle at home, I would be pounding that. But, man, they are really struggling against the run. And the Panthers are just pounding it with our boy Deontay Foreman. Um I'm reluctantly taking Seattle, but I would not be surprised if all of the Panthers not only cover that, but went outright. Um, yeah, I I would be I want like there's people who think that getting rid of um Baker Mayfield helps the locker room. I don't know if I'm reading too much into that. But um I think Sam Darnold's talented enough to to carve up the secondary for the uh for the Seahawks, and I think we get a shootout. Um and I've seen some some struggles from Seattle uh, lately. I think that the Panthers are a game. Um, I think their defense is underrated, especially when it comes to pass rushing. And if they're able to slow down Kenneth Walker, or, or he might even be hurt, but if they're able to, to get Teddy Bridgewater into more passing downs, I think they got a good chance. I have well, the Panthers. He is not on the injury list. He's so not obviously, Kenneth? yeah, okay. I thought he, I thought he was gonna potentially miss the game, but he is not on yeah. the list. So, well, I've got, I've got the Panthers plus three and a half in my super contest, um, and I don't anticipate moving them. And I, I saw that my bookie had moved it to four, but I did not get four in my super contest. If I get four, I'm definitely on it. All right, Sunday night game, another good one. Dolphins at the Chargers, man. Fuck the Chargers. I, I can't bet on them right now. Give me Miami all day. I, I hate what I see out of the Chargers right now. Uh, that loss to the Raiders. They they look – I mean, I know they're injured, but they're always fucking injured. Uh, and I think Miami is just waiting to get back at somebody for, you know, the beatdown that they took last week. I expect them to go there and handle business and probably what will be a home game for Miami. Let's be honest. Um. Yeah, this line's been fluctuating between three and a half and three, which I think, again, if you like the Chargers, you want that three and a half. If you like the Dolphins, you want it at three. Uh, I think that the Dolphins are they're waiting now. This is the second swing they've been over the West Coast. They don't have that layover. Yep. Uh, there's again, there's going to be limited uh, fans. Over there, it's so far. Um, so I think they light them up, honestly, and I, I think they cover it too. I, I love them this way. All right, this is the one that made me laugh more than anyone. New England at Arizona. I've only got to give one and a half points with Bill Belichick versus your boy Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, give me the Pats. Oh, Man, 
I had the I had the Cardinals in my uh, super contest and took them out because I I literally sat back in the chair and was like, what are you doing, man? You hate Cliff. You hate Kyle. You hate Mac Jones. You hate Belichick. Why are you even watching this game? <laughs> but um, I think Mac Jones is trash, and I really keep saying that. And uh, I know that he doesn't have an offensive coordinator, but I'm convinced that it wouldn't even matter. Um, I think that Collar's athleticism wins the day and that they beat the Patriots. Like, the Patriots are not an athletic uh, defense, and that's always been the one thing that's hurt them. And I think that the Cardinals' offense is just literally built on the back of athleticism except for DeAndre Hopkins. And so it's just a good matchup for them. But Cliff ain't out coaching. Uh, well, I, tell you, I can't. I can't bet. I can't. I can't bet on Cliff versus uh, Belichick, especially not to. It would be different if they were getting points, uh, but to give points. All right. So that is the Week 14 slate. Uh, why don't you go through right now again what you have in your super contest? I know they're scheduled to change. All right. Uh, Panthers plus three and a half. Steelers minus two and a half, Jets plus nine and a half, Browns plus six, Jags plus four. Uh, subject to change is probably Browns and Steelers. The other three, I'm I'm pretty sure will stay. Absolutely love the Jags at four. Absolutely love the Jets at plus nine and a half. So that should make you feel good because three of those five games, I went the other way, and two of them are ones you're confident on. So that probably means they're pretty safe. Um, <laughs> I hope I need I need my week four back, man. Week four I got five. I need that. Well, let's just make sure we get a four bag. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll take five though. Yeah, we we'll uh, definitely take five. Especially, I would think this week would be a tougher one, right? With six teams on a bye, there's obviously less games to choose from. I, I think. I hope so, man. Like, um, it's hard to say. Uh, as far as like, I've been trying to look and figure out which games people are betting on, but um. It's hard to say. I just know me personally. I have um, I've done two favorites and three dogs pretty much every week, um, but I've never done more than three favorites all season long, and I'm at 67%. So that should kind of tell you where Our we are. Favorites have been. Yeah, but last week, last week I don't think was a good week for dogs. So I guess I just dodged some bullets. I do think though that last week, if I remember, most of the dogs that didn't do well were not at home, right? Because hasn't yeah. that been the deal? Like it, the, yeah. the dogs at home are really tough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, for Keith Fleming, Alan, the gambling guru, this is the week 14 NFL betting backdoor cover. We'll see you guys soon. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money.